0: i uh-huh.
1: God who fights our battles. Amen. Therefore, every time we have need of him, let's just go to him in prayer, Father. Come to you tonight, Lord, once again, Lord. Thankful to be serving a living God, Lord, with living realities, signs and wonders to be performed. Even among us, Lord, we see, Lord, you're healing the sick and touching hearts, saving the lost. What a mighty God you are. Even in this time of great darkness, Lord, there's such a great light that is shining. Lord, I ask God you open our eyes that so we can see, Lord, there's more for us than there is against us. We love you with all of our hearts. We thank you for this opportunity. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. So it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To have a place to worship him and to give him honor. Let's do his name. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 17 says, Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or emancipation from bondage or true freedom. And we all with unveiled face continually Seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Amen. We let you be seated. I'd like to speak to you tonight again on the light. Amen. It's been a moment since I spoke on that, but actually... I've had this for quite some time, but just other things come in, and you just feel to go a different way for a little bit. But I'd like to speak to you on the light, the liberty in our purpose, or the liberty in our purpose. Uh, uh, just I read this out of the Amplified, just to kind of give a more in-depth thought here of the liberty that is afforded to us. It's a emancipation from bondage. It's a true freedom. Amen. And I, and, but we have a purpose, and that purpose is we're being transformed, amen, into the image of his son. From one deg- degree of glory to even more glory. From glory unto glory, he's changing us. Amen. You know, Brother Branham talks about the Emancipation Proclamation uh, when the slaves were, our, our, he said, our color, colored brethren and sisters in the South, when they used to have slavery. He said, when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, here they'd been whipped and beat and so forth and been slaves. And they said at a certain morning, he said, I don't remember the date, but that morning you're going to be free and you're free at sunup. And when the sun rises, all the slaves could go free. This poor, decrepit, hard-beaten slaves, no doubt were very anxious to be free. Amen, that took, you know, because it wasn't their purpose. Their purpose in life was not to be a slave. Amen, but their purpose was to be a, a, a man or a woman of freedom. Amen, to live life as they would see fit. But here they found themselves in slavery, he said. And so their, their, their hearts were beaten towards freedom. And it said they were so anxious to maybe one of the strongest, one of them climbed up to the top of the hill to get that first glimpse of the dawn as it would come over the horizon. Ones quite not so strong would climb down a little further and the women, the children on down and those great big strong men were able to go up to the top and stood there before daybreak. And they looked and they looked and after a while they began to see the streaks of that sun rising and they began to re- relay it down into the valley. One holler from the top, we're free. And the next one hollered down, "We're free. All the way down in the valley, we're free. Why? The sun is up." And they let off the pressure and screamed and shouted to the top of their voices because they were free. The sun is up. That was the SUN. He said, "But old oh brother, now the SON is up. We're free. Hallelujah. The signs of his resurrection is right among us. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not dead, but he's alive forevermore. The sun is up. And I I was thinking on that for a moment and reading this in the back back there and how they, Brother Branham depicts it as they begin to scream and shout at the top of their voices because they were free. The sun was up and he said again that was the sun so how much more us seeing the SON is risen among us should there be a shout in our hearts and our lives and and a victory amen because that's not our our purpose was not to be people of slavery our our purpose was not to serve sin as a slave but our purpose was to be in the image of almighty God But we know, as it were, we were sold into slavery and and we were bound and born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But in this day, amen, the power of God has been given once again to break the shackles of sin off of our lives. And we can scream out as those slaves did a hundred or so years ago, the S-O-N is up. We were once slaves to sin. We were once slaves to church denominations or church entities and all these things. But today, we are free. Amen. We are free. The son of God has risen with healing in his wings. The sun is up. Amen. The light changed everything for them that morning. Amen. It brought the dawn of freedom because their purpose in life was not to be a slave. Amen. Their purpose in life was not to be beat by a whip or to be bound by chains or or to be bound and and, and serve a certain man, but their purpose was to be born free. And I I believe that in the church of the living God, our purpose was not to be slaves of sin. Our purpose was not to be slaves to churchanity or, or church ideas or church creeds amen but we can declare with the same shout amen that the s-o-n is up the sun has risen in our midst and that's why we have rejoicing in our hearts that's that's why we have freedom in our lives amen because we see amen the son of god has risen among us and he's risen with healing in his wings He's risen with healing to heal cancer and diseases of every kind. He's risen with healings to heal scars from past mistakes and past failures and lives that have been bound, amen. He's he's risen with enough healing in his wings, amen, to set you free from the past that you once lived and and the past mistakes that you once carried and, and the past sins that you once done. He has risen with healing in his wings. That's why there's something in our hearts, amen, crying out, To a God like that Amen If you haven't found you a God like that I I encourage you to find you somebody Amen A God who can heal And a God who can deliver A God who can set free A a God that can break the chains of sin A God that can heal any disease Amen A God that can set you free Amen From your church entity And your church creeds And and your church ideas Find you a God like that Then you'll find you somebody worth worshipping You'll find you someone worth praising. You'll find you somebody that it will break you out of the mold of humanity and get into the realms of the Holy Ghost to lift your hands, to lift your voice, to shout and give God praise. If you find a God like that, you'll find a God worth praising. Amen. You know, it just says the children of Israel, amen, their purpose was not to be slaves. They were sold down into slavery, into Egypt. You know, Moses was raised up for a purpose, but it was not a purpose of being a shepherd on the backside of the desert somewhere, but he was born for a purpose of freeing God's people. Amen. Amen. Moses standing up there on that mountain, and he sees this burning bush. You know, he had come to the place, he had lost all all hopes of freedom amen he had lost all hopes of freedom it didn't seem like that the freedom that the people he so gallantly stood for at one time that it was ever going to happen but in the light of god standing in that burning bush everything in him changed Amen, the light brought the change in Moses to bring the deliverance to the children of Israel. Amen, to bring the liberty. He said, I think it's the same thing today. Many of us lose the sight of freedom. Come on, somebody. We lose the sight of freedom. He said, I think about it here. He said, here's a little boy sitting before me, probably maybe infantile paralysis, little arms twisted up. He said, I see a lady with a white cane in front, maybe a blind woman. There's a lovely young lady over here on a little cot. Maybe many of you here with cancer and heart trouble and diseases that's going to kill you, but you lose all thought of freedom as soon as the doctor says it's incurable. You think you'll never be free from it. But there is a healer in our midst. Amen. There's a chain breaker in our midst. There's somebody that can heal any disease, that can cure any sin trouble, that can set the vilest of sinners free. Amen. There is someone here that's in our midst that can remove all the shackles of life, that can break all the sin barriers, that can break all the things that has held you. And maybe you've been held by generational curses, but I can tell you there's somebody here that can deliver you from those things hallelujah he said why brother if we could ever come in the presence of God like Moses did he said it revolutionized him Amen. That's what we need. Amen. We need to be so changed to when we lose all human, amen, human ability to think. Listen, it wasn't human thinking that got Moses and his donkey and his wife and his rod and started going down to Egypt to take over. That wasn't human thinking. Human thinking would have pushed him back and said, you're crazy. Get back in your tent. But it was the angel of God that met him in a burning bush and it changed his thinking. It changed his thoughts even about himself and about the people of God and about what he was going to do. It was the light that put a purpose in him and it was a light that drove him to that purpose of liberty. Hallelujah. I pray that same light will come tonight and it will show you and it will change your thinking. Hallelujah. I ain't somebody that's supposed to be bound by depression. I'm not somebody that's supposed to be bound by pornography. I'm not somebody that's, that's not who I am. I met a light and that light has told me you're not here for this purpose, but you're here for the spirit, son, or daughter of God. He said, I think of a man or woman could ever step into the light of the Holy Spirit. My... He said, the light of that angel of God standing on that mountain that day, everything that he once ever thought never would happen, it came to reality. Because he stepped into that light. Hallelujah. He said, well, I'll never be free from this, Brother Timothy, step into the light. Amen. Amen. He said, I think if men or women today could ever step into the light of the Holy Spirit under the unction of God's Spirit and the light of God's Word, everything that God has promised will illuminate to you and be real again. (laughs) Maybe you've let the old promises of God die off for a little while and they're not real. But if you'll let the light of God come and illuminate it again, it will become real to you again. Amen, it'll become real that he's still the healer. It'll become real that he's still the savior. It'll become real that he's still the satisfier. It'll become real that he's still a drink that you can take and you'll never thirst again. It'll become real that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you let that light illuminate you, it'll become reality again. He said, that's the reason Moses failed in the first place. Here was what the matter. It was, it was a lack of having what the burning bush had. Right. Hallelujah. That's our failure today Is a lack of having what the Holy Spirit has The Holy Spirit has all good things for us And if we receive the Holy Spirit Then all things are possible And not only possible but promised to us Jesus said ask the Father anything in my name And I will do it If you abide in me and my words abide in you See what he does? He ties that scripture straight to the Holy Ghost If you abide in me and my words abide in me Ask what you will, and it will be given to you. When we step in the light of God's word with the unction of the Holy Spirit to shine the light on it, brother, the impossible becomes little things then. Come on now. The impossible becomes little things then. <laughs> I mean, you just put it in our own thoughts. It might seem to be impossible to climb Mount Everest, but if you get in the right vehicle, it becomes little things. Amen, I, I, I told this before. I was in South Africa one time and, and uh, walking down these streets with these big skyscrapers and looking up these big buildings. A few moments later, I was up in a restaurant looking down on the sky, skyscrapers. I thought, wow, this is incredible. The next day, I was in table, on Table Rock looking down on the, uh, on the restaurant upon the skyscrapers. A few days later, I was in an airplane flying over Table Rock. Come on now, amen, this is the vehicle that we're talking about is the Holy Ghost. It's the light, some things you're looking at tonight looks impossible, but if you'll get into him, you'll rise above it. Amen, it might look like it's impossible, unobtainable, no reality to it, but if you get into the Holy Ghost and the light shines on it, it'll become a reality and a little thing then. Hallelujah. If you're sick tonight and you get into the spirit of God and you read, he's the Lord God that heals all our diseases. Then that sickness becomes a defeated thing, a little thing. Amen. Amen. It's in the liberty. It's in the liberty of our purpose. Amen. Your purpose was not to be filled with cancer. That wasn't your purpose. Your purpose was to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your purpose is not to be a disease carrier or a carrier of any kind sin. That was not who we were. That's not why we were put here for. That's not what we were created for. I was not created for Satan and his demons. I was not created for any of his nonsense. I was not created for any sickness he invents from henceforth and forevermore. I was not created for any of it. I was created for the power of the living God to live on the inside of me and the light of God to shine out of my life. That's what I was created for. That is what you were created for. You was not created for that depression. You was not created for that anxiety. You was not created for that fear. Amen. You was not created for any kind of sin that's holding you tonight. You were created a temple for the Holy Ghost. That is what you're here for. Hallelujah, some of you need to tell the devil, get off of me, I'm not for you. This is not, this house is not your house. This place is not yours. I was created for one purpose alone and that's to live in the freedom that has been afforded to me by God who died on Calvary and his blood was shed for me and it broke your rights to live inside of here. God asks us to believe His Word. Therefore, He sends the Holy Spirit to energize that Word when He falls into it. Uh, I'm almost in another realm already. Mercy. When the, He sends the Holy Spirit to energize the Word when He falls into it, when the Word's being preached and the Holy Spirit brings the Word, He energizes that. And it flashes the same light of God's blessed promise. God said, I have remembered my promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'm sending you down there to do it. When God's word and promise becomes enlightened by the presence of the angel of the Lord. Stop Moses now if you can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have remembered my promise of I'm the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. And I'm sending you down there to do it. I remembered my promise that I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm sending you down there to do it. I have remembered my promise that you will overcome him just as I overcame him. And I have sent you down there to do it. This is why you're here, Amen. Not to be overcome, but to be uh, to overcome Satan's Eden. We're not here to be run over. We're here to run over. We're not here to be defeated. We're here to defeat. We're here to rise above the sin and the things that are so easily co- and co- and so easily beset us and pressed toward the mark. We're here to defeat cancer. We're here to defeat any disease. i just say any disease so every devil will get noticed. We're here to defeat you. We're here to defeat every sin. How wonderful it is to step into the light of his presence. It's not a myth. Neither is something that somebody just fleshly in their own minds draw up. No, it's coming directly into the presence of the king of glory. The eternal light of the living God, when something happens that anchors that hope in you, that no matter how sick you get afterwards, it absolutely no good for the devil to tempt you anything contrary, because now it's anchored. (laughs) Hallelujah, the devil, he ain't gonna quit whispering, he ain't gonna quit coming. He ain't going to quit saying you're lost. He's not going to quit saying you're sick. He's not going to quit bringing up fleshly manifestation. He's not going to quit. He's he's a good adversary, honestly. The dude dude knows he's going to lose and he won't quit. Some of you know you're going to win and you quit. That was good right there. Amen. You know, it's been written about you. Your purpose is a winner. And you quit. But the devil knows he's gonna lose and he keeps coming and he keeps coming and he keeps talking and he keeps saying and he keeps producing these these manifestations and these symptoms and all this stuff. But that don't mean nothing. God's word's still the same. And it's been illuminated to me that it's over with. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh my God. I tell you what, sister... Sister Jeannie's here again with us tonight. She's got another re- result, her cancer numbers again cut in half. Yeah. She said, She said, well, she said, when you refer to that devil, don't call him cancer, call him defeated. Yeah. 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 Cancer's the name the doctor gave to it, but the name God gives to it is defeated. Yeah. Hallelujah, a psychiatrist might give you some name this long, but God gives it a name, it's already done. It's defeated, it's over with, it's finished. Amen, we don't even wanna lift it up to where a doctor gives it his own name. No, let's tell it what it is, it's defeated. Amen, Ron Spencer's life is the same thing, defeated. In my life, defeated. Whatever devil has been tormenting me, tormenting you, we need to look at him and just call him what he is—defeated. When he talks to you, you, say, "What are you talking about? You defeated scum bum. You're defeated. You're done. It's over with." Amen. The blood is still alive and real. The blood still has just as much power today to save me as it saved somebody else. It's got just as much power to save somebody else as it saved me. It's got just as much power today to heal Jeannie Camp as it did a letter bunch. It's got just as much power today to heal Ron Spencer. Amen. That is not their purpose. Their purpose is a son and daughter of the king. He says, that's the way, no matter how much the devil tempt you to do anything contrary, it's anchored. No matter how much the enemy would cause you to try to live the wrong life, you're anchored forever when you stepped into his presence, into a divine light that, uh, well, let me read this real slow, that changed your innermost being and put a joy and bell of salvation ringing in your heart that the world knows nothing about. But you pass from death into life Death and his shadows have left you, and you become a new creature when you stepped into this divine light. The light told you of your purpose, what you was really here for. Darkness was trying to tell you that's who you was, and that's who you're going to be. and You're just going to die, and you're going to take your own life, or whatever a darkness tries to say. But light begins to pulsate. Amen. In Matthew 4, 16, it said, The people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in regions of the shadow of death, light is sprung up. Amen. Just because you're in darkness does not mean there's not light somewhere. And light is shining out in the dark. We live, we live in, the, in, in the darkest time there's ever been. We've been on this. Uh, and you go back talking about light, and, and the reason why it's so dark is because light is pushing against it. Sure, darkness is congealing and trying to, trying to bring its forces together to stop the light. But light always overcomes darkness. And the, light, the darkness is only getting darker because the light behind it is pushing its way through. And light is going to push through one of these days. And the dead in Christ is going to rise. And we're going to be changed and go to the light. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sure, we're on this earth here and we're, we're living in a great darkness. We don't, we're not imagining things. It's not, it's not imagination or trying to kid ourselves and say everything. No, we're living in the shadows of death. There's death. The, the, the world has a smell of death on it. Each time we hear an ambulance scream or we pass a cemetery or look at the news nowadays or hospital or every gray hair, it marks in our memories that we are a doomed people as far as the people of this earth, both young and old. We come on today, we come to a service like this to gather hopes, amen, and, and, and what we're here for and, and what is the purpose of being here. He said, I think that this is a wonderful time to think on the hopes that God has given us. The darkness that we're living in, it's a wonderful time to stop for a minute and think about the hope God has given us. Now, we want to draw this first in our mind. This is the first thing in our mind, that there is not one thing that can destroy us under the purpose of he who created us has been fulfilled. Hallelujah. There could be nothing. We are made for a purpose. This church was built here for a purpose. Amen. It was orchestrated by God. The foundations was not just dug and the cornerstone, laid and the books, laid in the building and the roof and the interior, but it was not put here to just see if it could be done. No, but God orchestrated things, put it on hearts and began to move. And we're now, we're now come to worship every service in a miracle. I mean, we ought to, we ought to be a people, any person, we ought to be a people who believe in miracles, because we're looking at miracles, looking all around us. Is, it was laid there for a purpose. Everything was built for a purpose. It was put there, amen, your home that you live in. You, you didn't just buy it to see if that was something you wanted or liked or, or you thought, man, maybe, maybe somebody built it just to see if it could be built. No, it was made for a purpose, to serve a purpose, to be a home. Amen, to, to have a place that you could get away from the world and the things of the world and, and have an atmosphere you could go home to in the evenings or from your school. Amen, it was made there for a purpose. You know, you drove here in an automobile. That automobile was not put together just to see if somebody could put it together. This earth that we live on and the solar system was not just so God could see if he could build something. He didn't build mountains just to see if he could build a mountain range. He didn't, he didn't dig out an ocean just to see if he could put it there. No, everything has a purpose. He he didn't create the most annoying bug for no reason. It has a purpose. May not be for my purpose, but it has a purpose. Amen. The clothing, everything. It was not to just see if somebody can make something and fashion it and see. No, it was for a purpose. The food you eat, it was not grown on earth just to see if it could grow. It was made for a purpose. God did not just make a tree for it to be a tree to see if he could make a tree. No, he made a tree that it would serve a purpose. So if a house, a home, a car, this church, a tree, a bug has a purpose, God did not make you and I just to see if he can make you and I. He made you for a purpose. Amen. There is a purpose of all of us being here. You're not here just because you're here or just because you thought it was a good idea to come. No, God brought you here. And he brought you here for a purpose to serve a purpose. I hope this is all right. But in the prayer line, it was told, Brother Sam, amen, you didn't come here because you needed us. You came here because we needed you. Yes. Amen. That's thus saith the Lord. Amen. Hey, listen, we're, you're not all here because you needed us. You're here because us this church needed you. Yes, amen. We could not be a whole body without all the body being here. Everything on our body serves a purpose. They tried to figure out, maybe they figured it out by now, just ain't heard about it, but you have a, what is that, the spleen or something? Is it the spleen, they don't know, some, somewhere, huh? Appendix, that's what I'm looking for. The appendix, they maybe not understand, but it was put there for a purpose. Your gallbladder's there for a purpose. Your liver's there for a purpose. Your stomach's there for a purpose. Everything serves a purpose. Your thumb's here for a purpose. It's needed. It's part of the body. Amen. And when you'll realize I'm part of the body, and no matter where God put me in the body, I have a purpose. And then when you realize you have a purpose, then you'll realize there's freedom in your purpose. There's here, there's deliverance right there when you find out God put me here for a reason. I might not be the speaker, I might not be the musician, I might not be the deacon, I might not be the song leader, I might not be the body parts that are seen online or offline, I may not be that, but I might be something so integral, if I ain't here, this body will die. Amen, my fingers here is for a purpose. Your nail on your fingers for a purpose. Your eye, every part is for your body to serve a purpose if it was not put there, just see what would look like if it was not there. The skin on the bottom of your feet is for a purpose. Amen. Try walking with some skin missing. It hurts. It's important. It might be the lowest of the lowest and some of the nastiest smelling stuff. It can stink sometimes so bad, but it has a purpose. I'm not gonna try to apply that to us, but I'm just gonna say what it is. If you are just the skin, that's how all you can find of yourself is the lowest of the lowest of the low. I'm just a nobody. We need you. Yes. And if you find out that that is your purpose God put you here for, you'll realize that when that body of Christ, that foot goes down, every devil's under you. Yes, that's right. yes. So if you are the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom, your every devil is still under you. When the weakest of Christians goes upon their knees, all of hell trembles. Amen, why? Because it's a part of the great body of Christ and it's serving his purpose. And when you realize what your purpose is, you will find your liberty. People get so bound up because they want something different, but God's ordained them to be this. And that's why they're bound up. Amen, if they realize what their purpose is and why they're here. He said, if we we were put here for a purpose, then nothing can destroy us until God's purpose was fulfilled. Nothing can harm us until that purpose is fulfilled that God has put us here for and has been made manifest. No matter how much trouble we have, how much heartaches, how many sorrows we go through, all of these are for reasons, and there's a reason for it hello somebody there's a reason for you going through the issues that you're going through there's a situation that is happening and why i don't know if i have time to it but there's a reason (laughs) we were made to be eagles i'll just jump over in there for a moment and brother bram talks about it and the eagle stirring his nest he said an eagle was not born just for a nest where it's all fluffy and it's all nice and neat. And it's all, no, but sooner or later, Mama Eagle comes by and starts pulling that feather, them feathers out and that lamb skin out or that rabbit skin out. And the next thing you know, there's stickers everywhere. Why? Because he knows, she knows that your duty or your purpose is not to just sit in a nest somewhere, but to fly into the heavenlies. So he allows things to come by our way, amen, to test us, to try us. Why? Because he wants you to start putting confidence in the two wings God's given you. You see brother so-and-so flying and you see sister so-and-so flying, but God wants you to know you can fly too. He wants you to know you wasn't born as an earthbound creature, but you were born for the heavenlies. So everything has a purpose. And everything will serve its purpose. Everything has a reason for it. As we've read before, for every season and time, things serve their purpose. There's a time to die, a time to all. You know the scripture. Everything has it. We take, for an instance, Noah in the Bible. It was a flood that came on. The earth was destroyed. Vegetation, everything was destroyed. But Noah and the seed had taken the ark. Why? Because God's purpose can never be defeated. Hallelujah, his seed will go on, yes, right? There's nothing that can defeat it. So happy, we're, how happy ought we to be today resting upon that beautiful revelation of the word of the living God that there's neither things present nor things to come. There's no sickness, no sorrow, no death, no perils, no nothing can separate us from the purpose of the living God. What God has imagined in his mind, what God is purposing in his heart to bring to pass, there is no demon, There is no power. There is nothing that can ever separate God's great and mortal eternal plan. It must be as God has declared. Then we find that in the days of all the world was going to be destroyed, God made a preparation. If If his purpose was not going to be defeated, then he had to make a way for it not to be. So he makes a preparation to conserve his purpose, to conserve a church, to conserve a people. He will conserve subjects for his great domain the de- that death cannot destroy. And we realize that this is by faith that we believe this, but the resurrection produces a solid foundation on which our faith rests. Nothing can destroy. As a poet wrote, oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation purchased of God, born of his spirit, washed the blood. What an assurance upon this solid rock, the resurrection. Of our Lord's blessed lover, the Lord Jesus, nothing can destroy. It has been planted. It is a seed of God. It is a purpose of God to give us the blessed Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, why? Why do we need it? Why do we got to have it? Because it's our vehicle out of here. Just as Noah had the hark, we have to have the Holy Ghost amen it is our vehicle out of here and God has a purpose for it because he has a table that's been prepared hallelujah and he's got seats there and he's got plates there and he's got them exactly how many is going to be there so he's determined in his mind this one's going to be here this one's going to be here that one's going to be here and there ain't nothing the devil can do about it Hallelujah. He can howl, he can blow, he can do whatever he wants to do, but he cannot put out the purpose of God. We have God's eternal purpose. Oh, there may be teachers, there may be isms rise, there may be great programs rise, there may be things that look like that it, but it'll be destroyed, but it can that it would be destroyed, but it can never be destroyed. It's the purpose of God to see that it prevails. I'm talking about you. It's what he's talking about. You're the purpose of God, and he will see that you will prevail. Whew. Then it's not up to me, and it's not up to you whether it's be destroyed or not. It's up to God. We can rest assured on it that God will never let his heritage be destroyed. Oh, how many is part of the family of God? <laughs> for it's his purpose to give it to us. And now we th- would think also today upon destruction and trying to destroy. God has, we have Christ on promise. We think of the Hebrew children, when God had purpose for them, that they were down in Babylon, the furnace was heated, heated up seven times hotter to destroy the purpose of God. And Satan was trying to destroy it, and it was heated up, but little did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego know. They were, coming, that they were coming out of that furnace, but they said, our God is able to deliver us but nevertheless, we will not bow to that image. God had somebody who would serve him and his purpose would not be defeated. Fire cannot defeat the purpose of God. Hallelujah. That ought to give us great confidence because this world's about to be burned with fire and born again with fire. It's about to be burned, but the purpose of God will not be burned. Right. Amen. Therefore, we can have liberty in that. He said all the hydrogen bombs, nuclear bombs, the world can never de- defeat the resurrection of his church. Right. All the explaining away, all the mathematics and so forth, all this intelligence, the world is disguised through her purpose to do something about to destroy the faith of God's children. It'll never do it. The faith will live on forever. Hallelujah. It was the purpose of God to show that he had power over the wild beasts of the field. And that's when Daniel went into the lion's den. And he said, oh, king, I'll see you in the morning. And the king come to look and to see, and here Daniel is still alive. And he said, not one of them has touched me. He said, but the angel of God has watched over me. What was it? God watching over his purpose, watching over his seed that they would not perish. Hallelujah! He said, "Oh, how that coincides with the day, with the faith of living faith of the living God in His church. There's something in our hearts that speaks that there is a land beyond the river. Hallelujah! I cannot put my finger on that land, and neither can any man. But there's something within us that tells us the grave is not our goal." Hallelujah, dust thou art, to dust returnest was not spoken of the soul. Hallelujah. It wasn't spoken of the soul, it was spoken of this body. But there's gonna be a few people that's alive and remain It's not gonna go back down into dust. But this dust, this dirt is gonna be changed. Because God is going to save his purpose. There's something within us, a fire that's burning, a light that's been lit by God and there ain't a breeze from hell that can blow it out. Man, maybe I need to read that one more time again. There's something within us, a fire that's burning, a light that's been lit by God. I'm here to tell the world this light that's at Eden-like tabernacle was not lit by man. This is not man's doing. This is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. You can call it man-made all you want to call it man-made. But it's not man-made. It's not man-decreed. It's not man-driven. It's driven by the spirit of the living God. And it skews us if we realize we're free. Excuse us if we realize that the chains of sin has been broken off our lives, yeah. and denominational barriers have been busted wide open, and we can be free. Yeah. Who the Son has set free, he's free and dead. Yeah. Right. There's no cold spells in the church. There's no indifference among the people, no persecution of the world that can blow out a flame that God has lit. <laughs> oh, big bad wolf. Well, I'm telling you, my house ain't built out of straw. And my my house ain't built out of, out of wood. It's not something that can be burned. Because we know what's gonna be burned will be burned. But my house is built out of eternal things. You can blow all you wanna blow. You can howl all you wanna howl. You can scream all you wanna scream. You can say what you want. The only thing that'll happen, the more you blow, is the brighter it's gonna get. Come on, somebody. I ought to put some rejoicing. Maybe you feel like your house is about to blow down. Your flames is going like that. and it's good. But listen, it is going to only build it brighter. It's only going to become greater because when those things you go through, what does it do? It ought to, I know what it does to a real child of God. When you go through trials, you go through issues in your life, it makes you dig deeper. It makes you look into the Word and find the things of God and look for every promise and grab a hold of everything. What is it doing? It's only causing the flame to get brighter dumb devil if he knew what it would really do to a child of God sure the fake ones it's going to put them out and they're going to go out but those that are really built on the eternal flame of almighty God he can blow he can howl he can blow he can blow he can send sickness he can send disease he can send turmoil he can send torment he can do whatever he want to he's just going to get greater and greater and greater and greater yeah. devil you'll never blow out this eternal flame Daniel, not knowing what God was going to do, not knowing whether God was going to do it, but knowing he was able to do it, knowing there was something down inside of him told him so God had a purpose and he worked and he had everything working to that purpose. And today, no matter how indifferent we seem to be at times, how strange things go, how the church gets in this condition, that condition. And all the divine purpose of God is to, it's all divine purpose of God to mold us and to make us in his own way or in his image. Who knows how to fashion the material more than the creator? Oh, There's been great, no doubt men, great Michelangelo, different ones that could sculpt make images. But there's nobody like this God who can make an image. And he knows how to mold you and he knows how to fix you. He knows how to, uh, how to fix, the, fix the broken places. As we talked about the other day, he takes it and he fills those cracks in with deity and gold and he moves and he's molding, he's making. Why? He's got you in, a, in his mind a certain image he wants you to be. Right. We won't all be the same kind, the same person. Sure, we're going to be in the image of God, but God has many manifestations. So we're not going to all be little Timothys or little Aaron's or, or big Aaron's or little Tims. We're not going to be that. We're all going to be different, but we're all going to be him. Yeah. <laughs> God working the masterpiece one right after another. We all go through different things in life. We're all broken in different places. We all go through different trials. We don't all face cancer. We don't all face this disease or that disease. We didn't all smoke. We didn't all do this. We didn't all do that. But we all sinned. And we all fell short of the glory of God. But God began to pick us up. And he began to mold us and make us. He had an image in his mind and when he gets done with you, you will be a reflection of him. The lions could not eat the prophet because God sent an angel. Can I put it in our own language? The cancer can't eat you because God sent an angel. Hallelujah. He had an angel standing present to protect this prophet because God had a purpose. He wanted to show that self-styled king his mighty hand and his purpose. I think that's what's going on today. God is getting the people ready that he might show his mighty hand. Come on, somebody. That he might show his mighty hand to fulfill his mighty purpose. I'm so glad this morning lives in my heart that he's not a dead God. He's a living God. And he has a purpose in his mind. We're here in 2023. Why? Because God has a purpose for it. He said yesterday morning, I was sitting in a barber chair about to get a haircut. Young fellow was cutting my hair down at the brother Egan's shop. He says, I was just sitting there with my head down. I was been so tired. My meetings have been so long and I'm trying to get away in the morning for a little rest before the next services began. I was so tired. Just seemed like my heart was just about to quit beating. And while I was sitting there all of a sudden I could hear everyone talking but it seemed like I was out in space somewhere. I thought, have I had a heart attack? I'm just leaving for the, for, from the, I thought, "What? What? wonder what's taking place. And I felt my hands, and they, they were so numb and my heart seemed like it quit beating. I thought, oh, well there's a gospel has got to be preached and there's no power that can take me until God's purpose is fulfilled. There's nothing that can hurt me, not a thing until God's purpose is fulfilled and when that is fulfilled I want to go with his purpose and when he's finished then I am finished also when he's finished with me and I'm finished with this life when he's finished with you you're finished so what's the difference It makes God holds it all in his hand whether you're young, whether you're old, we don't know what God's purpose will be filled and fulfilled and finished. God takes little babies sometimes to show that guide their little soul over into the other place. Everything He does it for His purpose. He said, Now, even a sparrow, not even a sparrow can fall from the heavens without Him knowing Everything goes for His purpose just at the hour, just at the time. It's in His divine plan. Nothing can destroy it. And that's what you have to do when that devil's coming at you and death is coming up your door. You need to look him right in the eye and say, devil, you can't take me until God's purpose for me is finished. That was an assurance to Abraham after he found God and he found out what his true purpose was. That in his purpose, he was gonna bring through Abraham and Sarah's son. That was his true purpose, Isaac was going to come through Isaac and through that seed, was going to come the Lord Jesus. And in this purpose, he was bringing forth Sarah and Abraham. It was going to make them a great people and bring the son, taking the very worst persons that could be to do it with. Wow. Takes a prophet to see that. Taking the very worst people that could be to do it with. I felt that way myself. Why would he make me who I am today? Seemed like the worst person he could take. But God has a purpose. And he's fulfilling his purpose. Sometimes y'all f- you feel like, man, I'm the worst person. How could God ever love me? How could God ever re- reach down to where I was and find this little lump of clay in that miry pit and reach down and pick me out? He found the worst person. Seemed like he could find to do it with. How strange. God's moves in mysterious ways. (laughs) Looked like if he had wanted to bring a child through to the world like that, he'd found some woman that was fertile. He would have found somebody that was uh, able and Abraham. they had been married many, many years, and here she was unfertile, and God picks them out. She couldn't raise a child, even on her own. She couldn't do it. He would have got, you think he'd got some young woman that was fertile, could have brought forth this child. But see, God likes to display his grace. That's why he picked us out of the Myra (laughs) Clay. That's why he got me out of the mud. He likes to display his grace. He likes to take something that's nothing and make something out of it. For he's a creator. That's what he took in you and I. We were nothing. We might make that. he might make children of his own. Out of us who is wretched, miserable, lost, blind, unlovely. To make us his lovely children. It's God's purpose to do so, and then again, it looked like God would have took a young woman or a young man to have done this. A young man that, that you know been married and they they, they 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 could have produced something, but God took somebody that could produce nothing, so He could have the glory. He takes broken humanity. It seems impossible to make something out of it, and raises them up. It shows the world, look what I have done. Shows your family, look what I have done. This wasn't their doing. It wasn't their own ideas to go leave you and move across and to go in somewhere else and lose everything. But I have brought them here for this purpose and I am raising them up. See, God chose a man 75 years old and a woman 65 years old to do his purpose to show that he can be both young and old. He can do it with both. God can still and will work out his purpose no matter the age, no matter the problems, no matter the sin, no matter the trouble, no matter what. If God sees a purpose in it, it will be fulfilled. And the devil comes along and says, you know what? I'm going to delay it for a while. I, I'm going to bl- I believe that if I get them so old, they'll lose faith. If I get them past where it was promised so long, they'll finally give up on it. Say, well, maybe it was just a hope. Maybe it was just a maybe. Maybe it was just a, a feeling somebody had. It wasn't the Lord. Maybe just Abraham dreamed something. Maybe Sarah, you know, she just thought, maybe. If I can just delay it enough, maybe they'll quit believing in a resurrection. If I can just delay it just enough and darkness get thick enough and get so bad that you can't hardly see the hand in front of your face, maybe they'll quit, quit believing that the dead in Christ is gonna rise. With God's purpose, is going to be fulfilled. Here they're already shaking in their in their bodies at 75. and Here they're already, if I can just keep it away for a while, if I can just keep it away until Abraham and Sarah so stooped in age, and so gray-haired, and so stooped shoulder, they'll just give up. If I can just keep her here so long, she'll just give up. Quit praying for the sick. Quit having prayer lines. Quit having altar calls. Quit seeking after God and asking God, save the lost. Bring the prodigals home. If I can just delay it long enough. But Abraham believed God. Hallelujah. I can't tell you how much that scripture did for me as a young preacher. My little boy, Andrew is laying in the hospital gasping for air, and a man on the radio reads a scripture, "Abraham believed in God, and the devil been telling me the whole reason, a- Andrew's in the hospital because of something I'd done or my past and this, that and the other. And I hear this word, "Abraham believed in God." And I turn the radio off, and I, I begin to shout out to God. I said, "God, if Abraham could believe you in an impossible situation, I can also believe you because I'm a son of Abraham." And I went back and we, I, told, I told Sister Ruth, I said, we're not going to look at this signs. We're not going to look at the monitors. We're not going to look at nothing. We're going to believe in God. Why? Because God gave me a revelation. Because Abraham also had a past. Right. Abraham also made mistakes. Abraham also lied. He laughed. he done all kinds of things, all kinds of wrongs. But when it was the new covenant that came to, the covenant that I'm under, the blood that I'm under, it's that Abraham believed the God and staggered not at the promises of God, but was strong in the faith. Hallelujah. And God looks through the same blood at me that he looks at Abraham because his purpose will be fulfilled. God will have a testimony. And today we have a testimony of a young man, amen, whose lungs are perfect. Why? Because we serve a God who's a healer. And if the devil can delay you enough and make you disbelieve it, you'll go off into disbelief. But if you'll stand there, and when you've done all to stand, stand there for and say, I believe it. Don't God slay me, I'm gonna trust him. He's the one that made the promise and his promise will be fulfilled. his promise it goes to show you when you'll stand nothing can defeat his purpose not even death can defeat his purpose Abraham was as good as dead Sarah's womb was dead for 40 or 50 years but nothing can defeat God's purpose her body was old it was wrinkled the milk veins were dried up her heart was so weak it could have not have went through labor but God let us know that his purpose would not be defeated he changed Sarah And he made her a young woman again. And he took a man that was 100 years old and he turned him back to youth again. No matter how unreasonable it may seem, God gave the promise. And Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in the faith, giving God praise. Giving God praise, for he judged him faithful that he's able to perform what he promised. What should we do today? We're children of this of the same promise. We being dead in Christ, we're Abraham's seed and are heirs with him according to the promise that no matter how much sickness comes, no matter what kind of death we die, how much poverty we go through, God's purpose cannot be defeated. He raised us up again because I live, you shall live also. That's our hope. That's our hope. Because I live, ye shall live. Old, old Abraham could endure as seeing him who was invisible because it was the purpose of God that he knew that God gave him the promise. And no matter how contrary everything seemed, God gave Abraham that promise and God fulfilled his promise. He did to Abraham. He did to all his children. He will keep every one of his promises. Hallelujah. First John 3:7 says, "Little children, I'm gonna read it out of the Amplified. Believers, dear ones, don't you love how he addresses you? Believers, dear ones, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who practices righteousness, the one who strives to live a constantly honorable life in private as well as in public, and to conform to God's precepts is righteous, just as He is righteous." The one who practices sin, separating himself from God, offending him by acts of disobedience, indifference, or rebellion, is of the devil and takes his inner character and moral values from him and not from God. For the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil." Hallelujah, not one who's born of God deliberately, no one habitually practices sin because God sees his principle of life, the essence of his righteous character remains permanently in him who is born again, who is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose. And he who is born again cannot habitually live a life characterized by sin because he's born of God and longs to please him. By this, the children of God God and the children of the devil are clearly identified. Amen. Their purposes are fulfilled by that. Right. But those who long to live a life above righteousness, above sin, the life of righteousness above sin, you have been brought, you have been brought to this place, you have been made manifest for this hour to destroy the works of the devil. We have been brought to this place to destroy sickness, to destroy sin, to destroy pornography, to destroy, amen, uh, any kind of spirit that wants to torment you. This is your purpose, and this is why you came, not to be destroyed, but to destroy. So take your liberty and destroy the works of the devil. Let's bow our heads. So many other things we could go on to. You have been brought here To destroy, not to be destroyed. You have been planted in this land, as we heard Sunday, to bring forth fruit, not to wither, not to die, not to back off the promises of God, but to stand. Don't get in turmoil in your land. Don't get disturbed. Don't get anxious. It's your land. It's given to you for your purpose. For you to thrive. For you to live. You have been made manifest in this hour to destroy the works of the devil. destroy everything he's tried to accomplish for thousands of years there's going to be a little faith woman as we've been hearing about it's going to rise up and destroy every work he's tried to accomplish we're not leaving here defeated we're not leaving here by the skin of our teeth sure it's a snatching away Sure, it's like out of a trap. Sure, the devil's trying to trap us, trying to hold us. But we're not leaving here scared. We're not leaving here all withered up. No, we're leaving here fruitful, bearing fruits. The fruit of a God that has been ordained in us the purpose that we've been planted here for. Why don't you find your purpose and be at liberty in the purpose God has put you in. Wherever that may be, whatever facet they may be in, whatever place, just be at liberty. You don't have to be bound. You don't have to be all tore up and tangled up and messed up and worried and fretting. No. Be at liberty in your purpose. Every one of you have a purpose. Every one of you have a part to play in this end time. Play it with all you got. Maybe you don't have a big tuba or a big loud trumpet. Maybe you only got one spot where you hit a cymbal together. But whenever it comes your turn to play... Play it with the purpose God gives you. Play it with all you got. Live it with all you got. Serve him with all you got. God's purpose will not be defeated. Hallelujah. Father, we love you tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the word, Lord, that you've given us in this age that we live in. Knowing that your purpose will not be defeated, Therefore, we are the purpose of God. We've been placed here for a purpose. Therefore, we will not be defeated. But Lord, we'll rise above every doubt, above every fear, above every lie of the devil, above everything that tries to hurt and destroy, above every sickness, above every sorrow, above every pain, above every past. And Lord, we'll rise into the heavenlies with the wings that you have given us to serve the purpose of the living God we love you Lord with all of our hearts we thank you Lord for all that you've done for us Lord we thank you Lord that you picked us up out of that miry clay Lord I for one am so thankful I was lost Lord a sinner bound for hell but Lord in your grace and mercy you saved me thank you Lord Lord, there's something in my heart. I just want to say thank you. Thank you didn't leave me where you found me, Lord, but you lifted me up. Lord, you gave me a place in your kingdom as a son of God. Lord, I want to defeat every devil that comes my way. Lord, I don't don't want to go. Lord, I don't believe any of us is going to go there, Lord, with our shields still all shining, our swords don't have any blood on it, our Armor don't have any dents. Lord, we're going to war our way through this thing. But Lord, we will be more than conquerors. We will arrive on the other side with shouts of victory, dances of joy of all the things you brought us through. All the great valleys we warred through, Lord, we thought maybe we'd never make it another day, but somehow the sun rose again. And we were still remaining. We were still fighting. We kept pushing on until that great day of that greatest day that had ever dawned on this earth. The day you return, Lord. And we'll leave this old battle. And we'll go and we'll lay aside our swords, our armor. And we'll lay aside our shields. And we'll lay aside our helmets. We'll sit there as battle-scarred soldiers fighting, Lord, on the behalf of our King. God, we thank you for this opportunity. May we fight with everything that we have within us, Lord. Lord, not lay back and just allow the devil to run over our land and run over our inheritance and run over what you've given us, but Lord, to stand there and call him what he is, you're defeated. You're defeated. It's already done. Bless your people today. May they rise to serve the purpose of the living God, we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Lord, I believe in you I always believe in you. Though I can't see Deep in my heart Your presence I find Lord, I believe in You And I'll keep my trust in You presence I find, and Lord, I believe in you, oh, and I'll keep my trust in you. I've And Lord, I believe in you, oh, and I'll keep my trust, and let this hope Desire to walk. heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Oh, I have your I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm Desire. Lord to honor And all that I adore is in you. And Lord, I give you my heart. Oh, I give you my soul. give you my soul Oh out of the ashes we rise there's no one like You are higher than any other our God is healer awesome in power our God